from Reductress. I'm Rachel Winitsky, and this is the Reductress Minute. On this week's episode, you'll hear pieces read by Taryn Englehart, Anna Fabrega, and Jenna Friedman. We talk about what makes us, the editors of Reductress, feel seen. And finally, we talk to one woman whose 23andMe results revealed she is actually Gimli, son of Gloin. But first, let me introduce my incredible co-host for today, Sarah Papalardo. Sarah, what's going on? Oh, uh, not too much. I have spent the weekend and the past week kind of watching the Olympics in 30-second spurts whenever I just walk by a TV. I love that. Yes. And I also found out Stacey Dash is running for Congress in California. And, well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I would never support her. I do think it's amazing to see more Stacys running for public office. I fully support that, too. Great. So uh, what's going on with you? Um, well, I've had a really busy week. Uh, I somehow managed to watch none of the Olympics. Oh, wow. Uh, pretty much not a single second. I burnt myself on a lean cuisine just today. I think you were there for that. Mm-hmm. Burnt my whole mouth. I, f- I felt it. Mm-hmm. Everyone did. And I also recently uh, fell off a table in front of a lot of people, but I kind of like didn't make it a thing and it was fine. That's really good of you. Thank I mean, you. I know you told me, you know, off mic that you hurt your butt. I and did. I don't think you can say much more than that, but I just want to say I hope your butt's feeling better. Thank you. So much. See, this is the kind of work environment that I hope more women get a chance to be a part of. Yeah, we're very supportive here. So, Sarah, do you want to tell us what's trending at Reductress this week? You bet I do. Uh, So here's what's trending on Reductress this week. Annie upset after not being invited to a thing she didn't want to go to. Man who graduated college two years ago already looks like a middle-aged dad. Wow. This woman won't pursue anything unless she's perfect at it on the first try. And how I survived my battle with unsolicited advice about my battle with depression. And in local news, woman deciding between going out or, oh wow, look, she fell asleep. Wow, this man is a sapiosexual but also likes big boobs. Oh, I just want to jump in here and say for clarification that uh, sapiosexual is a person who's like really attracted to someone's intelligence. Like for me, a guy is hot if he's smart and funny and witty and also has like a tiny ass and a big fat dick. So yeah, I mean, I guess you could say I'm a sapiosexual. Oh, totally. I mean, I guess I'm a sapiosexual too. Like I really appreciate a good brain just as long as it doesn't belong to a man. Mm -hmm. Anyway, more news. This fuckboy ghost still won't cross over for his girlfriend. And lastly, in health and fitness news... My body type is soft pastry. Here's why. Ugh, such an inspiring piece. Although I feel like my body type is like more of a cake. Yeah. Like just a big, dumb, whole cake. No, I can see that. Totally. Thank you. Uh, I'm kind of more like a bottle, like like a glass mm, bottle. Mm-hmm. You're totally a glass bottle. You know, it's so important to know your body type so that you know what clothes to wear. Right. And that's why I'm just kind of wearing a beer koozie with a little lime hat. And I'm wearing a frosting. So every woman knows that sometimes getting all dressed up can feel very empowering. But we don't get all gussied up for men. Here's Anna Fabrega to read a piece by Jasmine Pierce. I don't dress for men. I dress for the sea witch that cursed me. I don't dress for men. 
I dress for the sea witch that cursed me. The male gaze is not something I am interested in pleasing, so I don't dress for men, and I'm not in the business of dressing for other women either. In fact, I don't dress for anyone on this planet except the sea witch that rises from the seas each morning to make me dance like her little fashion puppet. I know some women like to dress to attract men, but I don't believe that my body is a display for potential partners. I do believe that the sea witch cursed me and now chooses everything I wear each and every day. There's nothing I can do about it, so I guess I believe in abiding by the rules of the curse that was set upon me over a decade ago. If men don't like it, they can just fuck off. Can men enjoy my clothes? Of course they can. Anyone is welcome to see and appreciate the aesthetics of my outfits. I just don't want men to think that I wore this in the hopes that they would talk to me when I just wore it because I wake up every day essentially in a prison of no choices thanks to my cruel, salty mistress. When I'm getting dressed in the morning, I think to myself three things. Firstly, what do I have to do today? Secondly, which outfit would make me feel comfortable and strong enough to get those things done? And finally, I ask myself, why does this curse make me wear kilts sometimes? Kilts are traditionally for men, right? I just don't get what this sea witch is really going for sometimes. When I wear red lipstick, it's not because the patriarchy decided I should. If my boobs are popping out and I'm wearing a tight skirt, that's because I wanted to feel sexy today and the sea witch actually abided by my wishes for once. Or more likely, she thought that this is not how I wanted to look and happened to choose wrong. But accident or not, wearing what I want makes me feel confident, and that's why I wear what I wear. Water magic. And honestly, the fact that people assume that I dress for men is wildly offensive. Because I'm a woman, I can't have a more nuanced logic to my wardrobe. Because I'm a woman, I can't fall under the spell of one of the most powerful sea covens on this planet. Close-minded much? I'm just trying to make it clear that my body and the way I dress it has nothing to do with men in any way, shape, or form. My sea witch makes me wear everything I wear, and I have no control over my life. But if I did, I still wouldn't dress for men. Thanks again to Anna Fabrega for that gorgeous read. Anna is on Twitter at Anna Fabrega Good, and that piece was written by Jasmine Pierce. So we've noticed that a lot of our Reductress fans on Twitter like to comment on our posts to tell us that they make you feel seen. And since so many of you shared your truth with us, we thought maybe you'd like to know what makes us feel seen. So Sarah, what makes you feel seen? I feel seen when the people on TV speak directly to me. Ugh, I love that. Something that makes me feel seen is just like SpawnCon in general. Any SpawnCon. Like I love it. Sponsored content. Sponsored content. Amazing. I love engaging with brands. Yes. I feel seen just by the idea of cats, mm. like knowing they exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you look really seen right now just talking about it. My eyes light up. I feel seen by women who say, I just don't really eat. Mm, It's like, do you, don't you? Yeah, well, whatever Mm. it is, you certainly see me. (laughs) Yeah, I feel seen when someone is looking right at me. Oh my God, same. Yeah. And finally, um, I just like feel really seen right now by Russia. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Every time there's news about Russia, I'm like, I feel seen. Wow. Thanks, Russia. So in the past year, we've really taken to the habit of calling our senators to enact change. But one woman really went the extra mile. Here is Taryn Englehart reading her piece titled, Calling My Senator Wasn't Enough, So I Fucked His Wife. Calling my representative wasn't enough, so I fucked his wife. In the months following Trump's inauguration, I regularly called my representative to express my concerns about his voting record. 
I left voice messages and spoke directly with his staffers, but still nothing seemed to get through. Simply calling my representative was not enough, so I had to take drastic measures. I fucked his wife. It just seemed like the most effective way to get his attention, and I must say, it worked. I had been friends with Melanie, the wife of my local representative, for years before we finally slept together. She would always flirt with me whenever we hung out, but I always refrained from making a move because that would be disrespectful to my representative and also to the institution of marriage. However, the day before the House passed the American Health Care Act, I tried calling my representative hundreds of times. He needed to hear that he would lose his constituency should he vote in favor of replacing Obamacare with what is essentially a death warrant for the most vulnerable people in our country. But I couldn't get through to him. His line was busy, and I got the sense that even if I did reach him, his conscience would not be moved. So I did what any good citizen would do who wants to make a statement. I went ahead and fucked his wife, just like we'd both wanted for years now. Not just anywhere, obviously. I fucked her in their home, which happens to be in the 6th Congressional District of Louisiana, the same district of which I'm a constituent. It's important to do your civic duty and act local, and that's exactly what we did. I never intended to be a homewrecker, but Melanie and I shared pretty intense chemistry for years, and when calling her husband wasn't enough to make my presence known, I figured, what the hell? Participating in political life by the rules had failed me, so why not get creative? If Republicans can gerrymander districts, I can certainly fuck the shit out of this guy's wife, right? I just want to let you know I'm not voting for you in the next election, I told my representative the morning after, as I sat in his open-plan kitchen, eating a bowl of kicks and wearing his wife's shirt. I hope you live a long life full of regret. Anyway, see you at the polls. Bye. Melanie learned a lot from that experience, and so did her husband. I'm not sure my representative cared because he still voted for the bill and also because he'd already been cheating on his wife every single time he went to D.C. But I don't feel discouraged about the way things turned out. Every small thing we do to make our politicians notice us should be celebrated, even if it doesn't change everything. We can all make a little difference here and there. If that means fucking the shit out of your representative's wife of 18 years, then don't be afraid to take up the cause. Wow. You know, it's amazing to see women stepping up and leading their resistance. And of course, thanks again to Taryn Englehart for reading her piece. Taryn is a writer for The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, and you can find her on Twitter at at Chang Away. That's C-H-A-N-G-A-W-E-I. We'll be right back. So this week has been a crazy week in the news and... Oh, whoops. That was my birth control alarm. Um... Well, I guess I just might as well take it right now. Oh, yeah. You definitely don't want to forget that. Oh, shit. I also forgot to take the last couple of days. Whatever. I'll just take them all now. Just hold on one sec. Oh, hey. Could I have some of those? Oh, yeah. Totally. Here you go. Thanks. Mm. Yum. Mm. Anyway, here's Jenna Friedman reading a piece by Grace Perry. IMDb to add yikes FYI section to all existing profiles. IMDb to add yikes FYI section to all existing profiles by Grace Perry. In the midst of a cascade of sexual assault allegations sweeping Hollywood, the Internet Movie Database is finally taking action to support victims with a new user profile feature. 
Available on IMDb Pro only, the Goliath Index announced yesterday its plans to roll out a section called Yikes, FYI, to all profiles. The section will be a comprehensive catalog of everything shitty about everyone in entertainment, said IMDb founder and CEO Cole Needham. Since it appears that sexual harassment and filmmaking are inextricably linked, we anticipate the Yikes, FYI section of some of the profiles to be more populated than actual resumes. Before allowing themselves to enjoy content unaware of how utterly shitty the men involved in making it are, users can do a quick yikes FYI check at the bottom of their profile. Needham said several titles were tossed around before landing on yikes FYI, including Don't Make This Dude Your Hero, It's 2017 and This Is Just Life Now, and Yep, This Stick Weasel Too. While allegations against high-profile names like Harvey Weinstein, Louis C.K., and Kevin Spacey have received the most media attention, the Yikes FYI tab will exist for lower-profile actors as well, such as the guy who got a bit role in Law & Order SVU who once grabbed your breasts in an Improv 201 class, and the older man who is not SAG but wanted to teach you, quote, how to move during an audition once. In the midst of this feminist cultural breakthrough, I've honestly started to lose track of all the actors, producers, writers, and directors who've spent their entire career sexually abusing subordinates without recourse, said 26-year-old beta tester Ashley Morris. With Yikes FYI, I can find exactly who I should never ever take seriously again with a quick and easy-to-read summary of events. Morris said that Yikes FYI has kept her from giving clicks, views, and cash to upwards of a dozen men using their power to sexually manipulate their co-workers. Quote, this whole process has been so exciting and empowering to watch, but honestly, it's been emotionally exhausting, said Morris. At the end of the day, I just want to kick back on my couch, turn off my brain, and binge watch a show that wasn't made by a brigade of Hollywood predators. Is that too much to ask? Ashley, it may be. Yikes is right. Thanks, IMDb, for the heads up, and thanks to Grace Perry for writing that piece. You can find Jenna Friedman's new special, Soft Focus on Adult Swim, and you can find her on Twitter at, at Jenna Friedman. Well, that's all the news for this week. But before we go, here at Reductress, we love celebrating women with unique stories. And recently, we found one woman who took the genetic testing and ancestry service 23andMe and got some pretty surprising results. Yeah, it turns out she's actually Gimli, son of Gloin, like from Lord of the Rings. Hmm, incredible. I spoke with Crystal earlier this week so she could tell us her story. So, Crystal, you took a DNA test and found out that you're actually Gimli, son of Gloin. Yeah, I wanted to know if I was Irish or Scottish or whatever, but it turns out I'm actually Gimli from the Lord of the Rings franchise. <laughs> I actually didn't know what that was, but now I know. Fascinating. Yeah, I don't know that much about my dad's side of the family. I thought it was half Jewish, half Irish, and, you know, a human woman. But it turns out I'm 100% a dwarf warrior from the house of Durin. Wow. So, after all you've been through... Do you think you would recommend genetic testing to other people? Totally. I mean, sure, it shocked me, but now I feel like I'm better equipped for my future. Like yesterday, I went and bought an axe. Plus, I found out I have a third cousin named Mark, and I'm a carrier for celiac disease. Wow, what an incredible discovery. I can't even imagine not being able to eat bread. I know. Although it sort of reminds me of the time I discovered that I'd gotten a ringworm on my birthright Israel trip. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, what's that alarm for? 
Oh, oh my God. It's time to take off my face mask. I totally forgot. Let me just remove this face mask really quick. Yum. Well, thanks for spending a minute with us, everyone. If you have another minute, visit us at reductors.com for more incredible content, including woman really believes his sexuality is the only thing standing between her and Antony from Queer Eye, four dresses that don't run true to size because what's the fun in that, how to be better in bed because he's sure he's doing everything right, and five wines that pair well with staring out onto the skyline and plotting the downfall of your enemies. So... Here at Reductress, we're all about building awareness about important issues like this podcast. So if you're looking to build awareness, we challenge you to participate in the Eclair Kiss Challenge. Just lovingly kiss the little tip of an Eclair and post your video on Twitter or Instagram with hashtag the Reductress Eclair Kiss Challenge. I'll be posting mine this week and nominating 57 of my friends. Thank you to our amazing readers, Taryn Englehart, Anna Fabrega, and Jenna Friedman, and our writers, Grace Perry, Jasmine Pierce, and Andrew Martin. And of course, to the inspiring Crystal, played by our writer, Ava Victor. Bye, babies! Oh, oh, so good. Oh my god. Mm. I love a sheet. Too much face mask. I love a sheet mask. Oh.